Hello, everyone, and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. Back again, another week, another podcast. Um, this is chapter 33, I believe. Uh, today is May 18th, uh, 2017, as we record this, and uh, got some fun things coming up this weekend. But uh, before we get to all that, let's take a trip back in time to last weekend. When I made some predictions about some shows, let's see how I did, shall we? All right, so first of all, I gotta say, I did a lot better at UFC this time around than I did previous the previous few. Um, maybe it's because I sort of watched it. I watched a good amount of it, um, as opposed to sometimes where I don't watch it at all. Uh, obviously, the main event was kind of a big deal. Uh, the heavyweight championship is always, you know, it's always pretty exciting. Um, but uh, before the UFC, Friday night, there was the Ring of Honor World of the Worlds with uh, New Japan also involved. Um, it was a pretty good show. It wasn't It wasn't amazing. It, it's tough with those shows when they do with New Japan. And I said I think I said this last week, but well, basically, you know, they don't... These guys aren't really around necessarily to build up these, you know, matches. So they're just kind of matches for the sake of matches. They're not really like... There's no real storyline involved in a lot of these, uh, unfortunately. So that kind of limits the um, excitement for them, I guess. I mean, not that they're bad matches, but it's like, you know, there's no lead-up to a lot of these. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so how did I do? Uh, Dalton Castle won the uh, four-way match that I predicted that one. Uh, Hangman Page actually beat Frankie Kazarian. Uh, so Bullet Club got one up on Kazarian. Uh the War Machine apparently are the New Japan Tag Team Champions, so the IWGP Tag Team Champions, which I wasn't aware of. So, and not that they were on the line in this match for the three three way uh, tag match uh, with Los Ingos de Los Ing <laughs> Wow, now I can't say it. I did last there, but Los Ingre Gnables de Hopon, which I predicted, um, and uh, the other team that is escaping me at the moment but it was chris saban and jonathan something or other or whatever not the point the point is war machine won they're your your chag champions in japan they're not gonna lose so i got that one wrong um will osprey beats um jay white uh the bully ray and the briscoes uh b chaos to retain their uh six-man tag Marty Scroll beat uh, Matt Seidel to retain the TV title. The Young Bucks beat the other bunch of Los Ingros Ganables de Japón to keep the tag titles. Um, Tanahashi beat Adam Cole. He wasn't surprised by that. And then afterwards, Kenny Omega sh- appeared on the screen and basically fired Adam Cole and announced that Mar- Marty Scroll was now in the Bull Club. So there you go. When one member leaves the Bullet Club, another one joins. And speaking of Bullet Club, Cody Rhodes, who I... Or Cody, sorry, Cody. The American Nightmare Cody. Don't call him Cody Rhodes. Why don't they just call him Cody Runnels? I don't... Like, what? why just... Just Cody. It sounds weird. He's Cody Runnels when he was on Arrow last week or whatever. Um, but no, um, I got that one wrong. Uh, Christopher Daniels ended up retaining his title. Uh, which I'm not totally surprised by. I mean, like I said, I don't think Cody is actually totally in on Ring of Honor. I mean, obviously he's been doing shows with them and stuff, but he's doing a lot of other stuff too, so... I don't know. Uh, Christopher Daniels, I think, is basically just doing Ring of Honor. I mean, he might be doing other things here and there, but... 
So here we go. All right. In UFC, uh, a lot of stuff happened. Um, I got a lot of them right. I actually only got three wrong. And one of them ended up a draw. And one actually was canceled. Big surprise there. Uh, <laughs> seems like every every time there's a UFC, like at least one, if not two, or three matches ended up end up not happening because of injuries or weigh-ins or whatever. Uh, but Stipe Mayokic, um, the big match, he ended up winning, uh, beating uh, Junior Dos Santos. So kind of um, getting that win back that he lost to uh, Dos Santos a couple years ago. And, uh, you know, retaining the title and moving on. Uh, I don't know who will fight next, but um, probably won't be for a while. These heavyweights tend not to fight all that often. I don't know specifically why that is, opposed to the other guys, but maybe it's just because the fights are often more brutal than the other ones. I don't know. But, um, yeah, there we go. UFC uh, 211 and uh, Ring of Honor War of the Worlds. So, yeah. You know, they were both good shows. Nothing crazy. Nothing too out of the ordinary. But, uh, yeah. All right, so now moving on, before I move on to this weekend's extravaganzas, and um, also I'll talk about next week's um, um, UFC Fight Night, uh, which is Sunday, I believe. It's it's because it's Memorial Day weekend next week, so they're having the Fight Night on Sunday instead of Saturday, which they normally do, I think. Well, no, sometimes they have them on Sunday. I don't know, whatever, it's on Sunday. That's not, neither here or there, though. Uh, so before I get any farther, I'll briefly go over what my initial thoughts are on um, my new toy, my Nintendo Switch, which for some reason I keep calling a Nintendo Wii, but that was years ago, ten years ago to be exact. Actually, I got I got a. It was just about ten years ago that I got a Nintendo Wii because I remember having a discussion about with my friend on the way to get them we bought them at costco and i remember having a discussion about what the celtics were going to do with their draft pick which i think at that point they had already had the lottery i'm not i can't remember if it was it was either right before the lottery or right after the lottery and there was a lot of rumors at the time going around that possibly they might be could be able to move it for kevin garnett but they weren't quite sure why Kevin Garnett would come to Boston. You know, Paul Pierce was there, but, you know, he was coming off a pretty terrible season. And, you know, with just Paul Pierce and Garnett, everyone kind of thought, yeah, are they that great of a team? You know, obviously going to have to give up a lot to get Garnett. What we didn't see coming was the trade for Ray Allen, which when that happened, we were like, hmm, okay, that's cool and all, get Ray Allen, but uh, Ray Allen and Paul Pierce are probably not winning your championship. But having Ray Allen then eventually led to Kevin Garnett um, deciding he would want to come to Boston. So, and that we all know what happened with that. Speaking of the Celtics, they uh, did get the number one pick on Tuesday night. Wednesday night, not so great. They got uh, destroyed by Cleveland, and yeah, it's not looking great. I'll be honest. I was there. I mean, they had their opportunities. If they hit, if they had just hit some of their threes, you know, it was probably a, would have been a close game. Unfortunately, they couldn't hit anything, so it ended up not being very close. Um, they don't have anyone that can cover LeBron. That causes problems because if they don't have anyone to cover LeBron, they got to double team him. They're double teaming him. You know, 
Kevin Love or Irving are getting open, mm-hmm. or Trish Thompson, Tristan Thompson is, um, you know, you know, getting getting to the boards and getting the offensive rebounds and and that whole thing. And yeah, it's 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 not a good matchup for the Celtics. I'll be quite honest. Uh, but you know, they had their opportunities. It's not like, you know, you know, they could have made it a game if they just hit some shots. And unfortunately, they didn't. Um, but that's how they go. They, if they're not hitting their threes, they're not going to be in any game. Because uh, they're not going to get a ton of rebounds. Um, they're going to give up a lot of rebounds. Um, you know, and, and, you know, with LeBron, there's no one that can cover him. So someone's going to be open. You either got to double team him and leave someone else open or let him drive. And, you know, he was getting to the basket pretty easy last night, unfortunately. So, I don't know. Game two's tomorrow night. I'm not going to be able to watch it because I will be at Metallica. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get to do the Metallica podcast prior to the show, but hopefully at some point, the Metallica podcast will be done. And, you know, maybe after the show, it makes more sense. That way, we can kind of give you a review of how the show went. Um, we'll see. Actually, we might, maybe we'll do it tomorrow night after the show. I don't know. We'll have some time because we'll be stuck in the parking lot for quite some time. But um, that, that'll be to come later, uh, regardless of when we record it. Um, yeah, what else? Oh, so, yes, back to... See, I always get sidetracked. I always get sidetracked. I'm always trying to get something and I get sidetracked. This is why these podcasts last forever, because I'm, I'm here, like, sitting on, like, all right, I'm going to talk about this, 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 and this. And then I talk about that, but then I talk about something else and something else and something else. Then I come back and then actually talk about that and then go on to... See, I'm already doing it. I'm doing it. All right, so Nintendo Switch. Um, It's it's cool. I, I You know... The first, like, four or five times I played it, I didn't even hook it up to my TV yet because I didn't have enough cables to, to... Or I didn't have enough slots in my TV to hook it up. I think I talked about this. Since I have my cable box, I have um, a Fire Stick, I have a Roku, I have PS3, PS4, Nintendo Wii, and now the Nintendo Switch. I only have four HDMI connections on my TV. That's way too many things. Um, so I tried to figure it out and I had to unhook one thing and hitch up another thing and, and, and then it it sort of worked, but then, you know, it was, it would be a lot of changing wires and stuff every time I wanted to play something else or, or use something else. So I got this three in one HDMI thing, which, so it plugs into one slot on the TV, but it has three slots on the, on the thing and, and you plug it in. And uh, whatever one comes on, it will switch over to that one. So I don't know what happens if you turn them all on at the same time. Not sure why you would do that because what's the point? Um, you know, obviously if you don't have the cable box hooked up, because the cable box is just always on. Um, and so same with the Roku's or in the Fire Stick; those things are just always on as long as they're plugged in. Um, I mean, you can take the, well, whatever. But so I don't know. But that's not really the point. The only thing I didn't work with that thing was the ps3 for some reason which is fine because i'll just plug it in the ps3 by itself and then i have the wii u the switch and the ps4 all on the other on that little box and so far it's so good but like i was saying i you know i was just playing it with the tablet mode and it actually works really well on the tablet mode it's really you know you know i thought it was eh, it's gonna be kind of small i don't know I don't know how the you know how it's gonna look on the smaller screen as opposed to the bigger screen, you know. But it's fine. It looks cool. It looks good. It plays well. You know, even even with the little just Joy Cons, you know, as one 
playing as one one player with just the one Joy-Con works fine. It's it's really interesting. I, I mean, I don't know how a game. I, I mean, obviously, I've just been playing Mario Kart and uh, this NBA Playground game that I downloaded so far. Haven't got into Zelda yet. Haven't got into One Two Switch because I'm pretty sure that game doesn't really make sense unless you have two players. And I haven't played the Switch with anyone yet, so. Um, but, uh, yeah, Zelda I haven't got into yet. I gotta wait for the playoffs to be over to really give it the, all the time it needs. Been kind of all over the place the last couple of weeks with going to games and, and whatnot. And with, um, uh, Metallica coming up on Friday. And I'm also going to see Bush on Sunday in the Brighton Music Hall. And if you're, if you're not from around here and you don't know what the Brighton Music Hall is, it's a very small, tiny venue. I saw the Spin Doctors there, uh, once. Uh, a few years ago, but Bush is kind of a bigger act than that still. I mean, not that they're playing Gillette Stadium, don't get me wrong. They're not playing the Garden. They're not playing even the Centrum and Aganis, but they announced the show at like House of Blues and in August, but then I forgot I signed up for this thing because what it is is this, um, this radio station in Boston called Alt 92.9, has been doing these series of shows. I think this is the third one where um, it's called Songs and Stories. And it's basically kind of like the storyteller show that used to be on VH1, if you remember that, um, where, you know, they play some songs and they tell some stories about them or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a smaller venue and I stripped down. I I don't know if it's the full band. I don't even know if it's, you know, I'm not sure how it works, but I'll find out on Sunday, I guess. But luckily they moved up the time because originally it was supposed to be a start at 7, I believe. But the Celtics are playing Sunday night, so they moved it up to 5, luckily. So, But I won tickets to that. You know, the only way you can go is win tickets. And I won tickets, so that's cool, and I'll go check it out. Uh, so that should be fun. So I got a, got a pretty uh, stacked weekend um, of events. Um, and that includes somehow fitting in some wrestling because there's a lot of wrestling shows going on this weekend, and there's some boxing, too. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to watch everything, you know. With all the playoffs and stuff going on, I've been kind of falling behind on stuff. But uh, trying to catch up. Um, what else is going on? All right, so yeah, anyways, Mario Kart 8 is fun. It's really fun. You know, I've never been a huge Mario Kart fan, uh, partly because I'm not very good at Mario Kart. Um, I've been playing so far, I've so far so good though, but I've been playing on like on the easiest settings and stuff. Although I did switch up settings. So when you initially start the game, they doesn't let you like drive off the course, which is weird. It like auto steers you. And then initially I was just using the joy, the, the, um, analog stick, but then I switched it over to the tilting mo- motion. I got used to that on the Wii with the tilt thing. Um, I don't know. It seems kind of cool. Cause I also have the wheels. I bought the wheels. So the wheels kind of work better if you're doing the tilting motion, but I turned off the, um, the non or whatever it's called where you can't fall off the course. I mean, it's gotta, it's gotta have some challenge. You can't just hit the button and expect to go wherever you're, you're supposed to like, you gotta steer a little bit. Um, but still I've been, you know, I'm just playing on the easiest level and I've been beating everyone. So I haven't tried the online yet. Not really huge into online play. I feel like people are too, People are annoying on, online. Let's let's just leave it at that. They're way too like competitive and and play all the time. It's like I just pick up a game and want to play once. I feel like I'm just gonna be dominated and it's not gonna be fun. So um, 
I don't know, but uh, yeah, so far so good. Uh, NBA Playgrounds is is it's not NBA Jam. I'll, let's just leave it at that. You know, it's it's a close similarity to NBA Jam, but it's definitely not NBA Jam. You know, it's 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 more along the lines of NBA Street, I would say, than NBA Jam. Um, although the one weird, weird like thing about it is you don't pick your you don't pick teams. You just pick two players. It could be any two players from any teams, which is a bit weird. Um, uh, you have to unlock all the guys, which is you know a little annoying. Uh, you, you earn like as more you play, you earn these like points, and then you can use the points or the points build up, and eventually you can open a pack of cards, and whoever's on the cards, you end up being on your team. It's I don't know. It's a little weird, but um, yeah. It's fun though. It's fun. Uh, initially, it took me a while to get the shooting down because it's 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 not quite as easy as like NBA Jam. Hit the button, you shoot it, and you know as long as you're kind of like in in somewhat of the range, you'll go in most of the time. You know, not always, but this one you got to time it right. And then if you time it right, you can get a perfect shot, and then you get extra point, And there's an extra point if you get the first basket. It's a bunch of weird stuff, power ups and stuff that happen. It's it's little NBA tournament edition. Uh, NBA Jam Tournament Edition in that sense. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say it's more comparison to NBA Street than NBA Jam if I had to make a straight-up comparison, uh, which they haven't made an NBA Street in I don't know how long. So this is maybe their their attempt to kind of bring that back. I'm actually not sure who makes this game because I know EA Sports made NBA play uh nba street and i think they actually made the last nba jam too that came out a few years ago i think they bought nba jam name after it went defunct with acclaim or midway or whoever owned it um but yeah so anyways uh yeah nintendo switch i would say it's gonna be good i mean i know a lot of people hated the nintendo wii u um i've really haven't had ton of problems with mine with that said i haven't really played it a ton there are some decent games on it just um i don't know uh you know i i guess i mean i'll really find out what the uh switch is made of when i uh start playing zelda i guess but the fact that it's portable is really cool i think and then you can play with a bunch of people or I guess you can play two people in the tablet mode. I don't think you can play any more than two people in the tablet mode. If you have it hooked up to the TV, you can play more than two people, I know. But um, the tablet mode, I think you can only do two. And honestly, doing more than two would be kind of a bit eye-straining, I would believe. Uh, the screen's not that big. Decent size, but it's not that big. Um, Alright, what else is up in? Well, well, I mentioned... Well, the, yeah. Celtics... Obviously, they're down one nothing right now to the the um, the Cavs. Uh, the Warriors are blowing out the Spurs, so it's going to come down to Warriors and Cavs. It seems seems like for the third year in a row, which gets a little boring, but I don't know. It's just it's frustrating sometimes because you know you'd like to see more variety i guess in the nba um and it just doesn't happen i think it's the worst sport in terms of that 
you know, a lot of people complained about baseball, you know, late in the late 90s and early 2000s, and it was always like the Red Sox and the Cardinals and 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 the Yankees and, and whoever. Um, but, you know, over the years, I feel like that's not been as, you know, the same teams hasn't been, haven't been quite as dominant. Whereas in the NBA, you know, I mean, you know, the Warriors are kind of come out of nowhere and, you know, the Cavs, but the Cavs have... You know, other than, you know, obviously anyone with LeBron, so it's either been the Cavs or the Heat. You have the Spurs always every year. You know, the Warriors are kind of the new that new team. You know, the Celtics have been in and out of it, I guess. But, like, it's, I don't know, the Lakers, you know. It always seems to be the same handful of teams that end up winning championships anyways. Um, but anyways, uh, I... I uh, Moving on, uh, so far, so, so so far, moving on to a different sport in the NHL playoffs. We got the uh, who cares versus the I don't knows, and then the Penguins against somebody. Basically, is what it comes down to. No, it's the Anaheim Ducks against the Predators. I believe the Predators are up two to one right now, and the Senators against the Penguins, and the Senators are up two to one right now. Um, or is it one one? I forget. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the Predators are up two to one, and Ottawa's up two to one. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. It's it's interesting. I mean, you know, the Penguins are obviously the team that. I mean, they won last year, so it's like, damn, you don't wanna, don't really want to see them win again. You know, the Ducks have won it, but it's been what, it, what was it ten years ago they won it. Predators have never been there. Senators. Only time they went to the finals, they lost to the Ducks ten years ago. So, you know, it's nice to see new teams getting involved. But at the same time, you know, here's the other flip of the coin: Do you care? Do you care about these teams? People care about the Cavs. They care about the Warriors. If it ended up being like Memphis versus um, Toronto, do you think anyone would care? Like, I don't know. You know, um, but you know. I mean, I, the NBA right now, it doesn't really matter what it comes down to at this point. I mean, you got the Cavs, you got the Warriors, you got the Spurs, you got the Celtics. Those are all pretty big franchises, you know, um, either historically or currently, you know. Um, so regardless of what matchup ends up being, it's going to be big. Whereas, you know, you end up having the Ducks and Senators or the again or the Predators and Senators or, you know, even Penguins versus either of those teams. I mean, if you have the Penguins, obviously that's going to boost it up a little bit because they have the Stars um, with Crosby and Malkin and, and Kessel or yes, whatever. I mean, Latang's hurt, but um, you know they're they're obviously the defending champs. So I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much I care um, at this point. You know, it's it's. It's tough because, you know, back in the day, I used to care a lot. It didn't really matter who was in it, you know. But, you know, with the Bruins already out of it, you know, having having put in so much devotion and time to the Boston sports and, you know, all the success they've had in the last, you know, you know, since 02 when the, when the, when the Patriots won the first one. It's hard. To, it's hard to care for the other teams. It, it, it's. I know it's tough. It's tough. It's hard to care about the other teams if your team's out of it. You know. It's just. You know. I mean, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the sports, but yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough now. 
But anyways, moving on. All right, let's get into this weekend's stuff. I've already rambled on for 25 minutes now, and I haven't really gotten anywhere. So I got a, I got a bunch to get to. All right, so... All right, let's start off with Saturday night. Uh, we got the NXT Takeover Chicago. Um, bit bit of a bit of a surprise that they're even doing this. I mean, I'm not surprised that they're doing it. I'm just, it's just interesting they chose this weekend and this venue to do. I mean, the venue I guess makes a lot of sense, Chicago, but it feels like okay. I don't know. They just had one right before WrestleMania. And they're having this one in May. Do they have another one before uh, Brooklyn? I don't think so. But, you know, that's still three months away. So maybe they do. Maybe there's another one in, like, the beginning of July or something. I don't know. But, you know, since they've kind of attached them to a WWE pay-per-view now, um, it's, it's a lot easier for them to do them, I guess? I don't know. I would say maybe I don't know if easier is the right word, because when they just did them from Orlando, I don't, I don't know. I kind of missed the Wednesday ones from Orlando. Um, Saturday nights can be tough. A lot of usually stuff going on Saturday nights, so it's tough to tough to watch them. But you know. All right. Anyways, let's. Let's move. Now, it's interesting to look at this card because there is um, a couple of omissions from this card, although they've already announced that they're having matches next week on NXT, which is from Chicago. So obviously they're recording an episode, um, probably, I would say, probably prior to TakeOver. Or maybe after, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Drew McIntyre, who's back, came back at last last uh, month's uh, TakeOver uh, is back, but he's not in the takeover card. He's fighting um, uh, Wesley Blake in a sh- in a match next week. So they'll record it at this show, but it's not actually on the live card, uh, which is interesting. But uh, and also Alistair Black, who came- debuted at the last um, NXT takeover, is also not involved. But he's going to be fighting next week from Chicago. That's what they said this week. So obviously they're recording some sort of match with him. Um, but let's go on to the actual matches that are happening on the TakeOver card. Uh, we start off, we got a Roderick Strong taking on Eric Young along with Sanity. Um, so they've kind of been trying to build up Roderick Strong last couple of weeks. You know, he did have a match with Adeo Tommy to determine the number one contender. He lost, and then he got beaten up by Sanity. Um so I set up this match. Um, but, yeah, um, I kind of feel like they're going to push him a bit now. I'm not sure what they're going to do with Eric Young, but I feel like they're kind of pushing Roderick Strong along a little bit. So I'm going to go with Roderick Strong in this match. Alright, now next up is... Another interesting match, it's the, um, which I always question how they're going to do this, and it seems like they've come to an answer with this, the United Kingdom Championship, which, you know, eventually I think they kind of want to spin it off and do its own thing, but it's tough to do 
given that they're only in the United Kingdom every once, every few months or so, which they were recently and did and recorded a show, which is going to air on f- tomorrow, I believe, on the NX, on the WWE Network, um, which is kind of already given some of it away though, because they already announced this match clearly, but there's matches in that that were recorded in that episode that determined who was going to fight for the championship. So you already know who wins, unless those aren't a part of the show and those were separate. I don't know. Cause they recorded a couple different, they did a couple different shows and they're only showing like a 90 minute show. So I'm not sure how it's going to work, but regardless, there's going to be an NXT or sorry, a WWE UK championship show tomorrow before NXT on Saturday. With that said, Tyler Bates is defending the title against Pete Dunne. Um, they haven't really done much with Tyler Bate. Um, you know, other than being on NXT a couple times, he defended it against uh, uh, Zab, Jack Gallagher a few weeks ago on NXT. But I, I guess it's sort of a title for NXT, sort in a way. Um, I guess you'd call it their, like, U.S. title, I suppose, for NXT. I mean, I don't know if it's... I mean, so far it's been exclusively uh, guys from United Kingdom fighting for it, I guess. So, I don't know. But, um, you know, I don't see why you don't rattle, you know, shake it up a little bit and have Pete Dunne win. The bruiser weight, as he's called. So, yeah, you know, title change... Spark a little bit of, you know, noise, I guess. All right, next up, we have the tag titles. The Authors of Pain, Akam and Rezar, uh, defending against, um, uh, well, with Paul Ellering, uh, defending up, defending against hashtag DIY, Johnny Gagano, and Tommaso Ciampa in a ladder match. So, I know we just had a ladder match at uh, WrestleMania for tag titles, and, and Ring of Honor had a ladder match for tag titles, and... Ladder matches for tag titles seem to be a kind of a maybe done done to death a little bit, but regardless, it'll be a fun match. I think. Um, I still think the authors of pain are going to win somehow. Though somehow they'll climb the ladder. Maybe Paul Ellering will climb the ladder for them. I don't know, but I don't know. I still don't know what they're doing with Gargano and Ciampa. I still don't know if they're going to end up being in the cruiserweight division because you know they were supposed to be. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think eventually they'll move up, but at the same time, I don't know, there's, there's heavy machinery, but other than that, there's no real other tag teams. So, yeah, but, um, I don't know if they'll move up yet, but I still don't see the Authors of Pain losing, so I'm gonna go with Authors of Pain. Alright, next up is the women's uh, title match: Oscar defending the title against uh, Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross. Originally, Ember Moon was supposed to be in this match, but she was injured um, at the hands of Oscar, who is kind of working heel now. I mean, in this match specifically, she'll be tweener, obviously, because Nikki Cross is the heel and Ruby Riot's the face. Uh, but she's kind of been turning, sort of. Um, I don't know what that means necessarily for this, but again, I don't really, I don't see her losing yet, unless she's coming up. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I see her losing in Brooklyn, 
and then coming up after that, after SummerSlam. That's my theory. Um, so I think she'll keep it here. I know, and again, I know, I, I you know, I, I said the same thing last time about these two teams not lose, or these, uh, this, about Authors of Pain and Asuka not losing titles, and I'm moving on, I'm probably going to say the same thing about Bobby Roode here taking on Hideo Tommy, who is back and has pretty much embraced the GTS. It's it's weird because when he first came in, they think they completely were like, don't do the go to sleep. You can't do the go to sleep. If you do this go to sleep, everyone's going to chant CM Punk, don't do it. And I think he did it a couple different times, maybe on house shows. I feel like he did it one time on some TV or whatever. But then he got injured a couple times, and now that he's back, they're kind of like, just like, yeah, you know what, who cares? Just do it. Whatever. And the fact that they're going to be in Chicago is a bit interesting. Now, if you don't know, Hideo Tommy is the originator of the Go to Sleep. CM Punk took it from him. Or didn't take it from him, but borrowed it from him, if you want to say, or whatever, however you want to phrase it. Um... Yeah, so if he does that in Chicago, that would be interesting. And I don't think he's not going to at least do it or try it. Whether he wins or not, that's a different story. And I don't think he's going to. I think Bobby Roode is going to win. But for him just to even do it in Chicago, the GTS, I don't know how that's going to go over. (laughs) It'll be interesting to see. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. People are going to boo that? They can cheer it. I mean, there's going to be CM Punk chance either way. But, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens. Alright, now moving on. Later on on Saturday night, there is a boxing match going down. Um, uh, it is Terrence Crawford, who is undefeated at 30-0, and defending his... Let's see what he's got. He's got the WBO... The WBC? No, yes. The WBC, WBO, the Ring Magazine, and the Lineal Light Welterweight title. Do you got that? You got all that? You follow all that? And he's defending against Felix Diaz at Madison Square Garden, the Mecca, as they call it, um, at uh, Saturday night on HBO. So it's on HBO. It's no pay-per-view, nothing. If you have HBO, you can check it out. It'll be, should be a good match. Um... About or bout as you would. I think they're called bouts in um, in boxing. Um, yeah, so Felix Diaz, on the other hand, he is nineteen and one. Um, he, he's you know he for he's a little bit older to be nineteen and one. He's thirty three. How old's how old's Crawford? Crawford is thirty and zero as as I as I mentioned before. Um, and he's only 29. Um, so yeah, that's a bit of a discrepancy there. I mean, I think, I think, uh, Diaz did a bunch more amateur boxing before he turned pro. Um, but yeah, he's 19 and one. He, his only loss came to, uh, let's see, it was Lamont, Lamont Peterson back in October of 2015. 
He's won a couple matches since then. He last fought last December, as did Terrence uh, Crawford. So yeah, it'll be it should be a good fight. Um, I'm assuming um, Crawford's the favorite. He's got to be. I don't know what the line is or anything like that. Uh, but uh, man, I'm gonna go with Crawford. Oh, you know what? I completely forgot about something. I gotta backtrack because there's something else happening on Saturday that I completely forgot. Um, the Preakness is going on this Saturday. Uh, that's the horse racing. Uh, from, um, Preakness is in Maryland, I believe. Correct? Yes, Maryland. Uh, it's the second leg of the Triple Threat, which is always more interesting because now at least, well, I wouldn't say it's more interesting than Kentucky Derby. I think Kentucky Derby is obviously the most interesting of the horse races, but, at least with the Preakness, you still have the chance of the triple threat, uh, triple crown. Um, which, you know, now that it's happened recently, it's not quite as big a deal. And it's weird that it happened both in baseball and in and uh, horse racing pretty close together, even though neither of them had happened in a, quite a long time. Um, but, um, you know, so the Preakness is always like, oh, well, you know, the sec- this horse can win the second race. And then, then it's... Then when the Belmont ha- happens, and a f- few weeks later, it's always like, well, eh, this might not matter at all, and no one's gonna care, or it might be a really big deal. And, you know, it's a flip. It's kind of like you know, it's always like a, you know, a crapshoot, as it were, with um, um, the Belmont stakes. Uh, but uh, yeah, so as far as the Preakness goes. Uh, let me bring this up. I didn't have this ready to go because I forgot about it. I didn't do too well in the Kentucky Derby, so... uh, I mean, Always Dreaming is obviously, you know, was the winner and uh, is going to be the favorite. It is coming in at 4-1. Then we got Classic Empire at 3-1. Looking at Lee, 10-1. Cloud Computing. Cloud Computing? Really? 12-1. Generva... 15 to 1 conquest mo money 15 to 1 hence at 20 to 1 uh multiplier at 30 to 1 senor investment at 30 to 1 and term of art at 30 to 1 so there's wait 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 oh there's 10 okay so there's 10 horses so the the field was cut in half and you know I'm not 100% sure all these horses were in the Kentucky Derby I don't quite remember, but so but there was twenty horses in the Kentucky Derby. There's only ten now in the Preakness, you know. And by the time they get the Belmont, it can sometimes be six or seven. Um, and a lot of times, some horses come back that weren't in this one, that were in the other one. I don't know. But anyways, um, I mean, it's it's hard to go against Always Dreaming, I guess. But I'm gonna go with Classic Empire, which I believe is the horse I bet on. At the for the Derby and they lost maybe no I don't remember I honestly I don't remember I lost though but there we go Preakness um yeah so when when is the Belmont Stakes is three weeks right three weeks after because or is it two weeks no because the Kentucky Derby was what two weeks ago. And then Preakness is 
this weekend. Next weekend's obviously Memorial Day. Yeah, so it's June 8th. Okay, wait, no. It's not right. June 10th, June 10th. So three weeks after the Preakness. I, yeah, I always, I always thought it was a little bit longer of a um, thing. All right, anyways, we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, all right, so there we go. All right, now, before we head into Backlash, um, I got a little, little, little special treat for myself. Like I said last time, I'm not opening these for you. I'm opening them for me, but I'm letting you know what I'm getting into. So I got another Slam Crate. Uh, this one's the May version, I believe. What is it? Does it say on it? Um, yeah, that's the May version, I'm pretty sure. So this is the fourth one I've gotten. I got November, January, March, May. Yes. All right, so I don't know too much about this. Um, I do know one thing I believe is in here. So apparently the theme for this was um, factions. And similar to the little statues of The Rock and John Cena that I got in previous boxes, I guess there's a Triple H... DX version one in here. I, that's what I heard. I, I haven't. I don't know for sure. Find out in a minute when I open this up. Um, but I don't know what the T-shirt is, and I don't know anything else. So, guess we'll find out when I open it up. All right. So, whoa, it's interesting. So the top of the box has, it says Steve Austin, there's a bunch of Steve Austin stuff, so maybe I was wrong about the faction thing, maybe that's the next one. But anyways, it says, Steve Austin's time has come, and when I get the shot, you are looking at the next WWE champion. I'm guessing he said WWF champion, when this quote was actually taken. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so, because he barely even wrestled when it was the WWE. Alright, so there's a t-shirt right up top. It looks like some sort of Finn Balor shirt. Yeah, it's a demon, and then it says Finn Balor in the back. It's kind of got a demon-ish outline sort of thingy going on. Um, It's pretty cool looking. I don't have a Finn Balor shirt, so there we go. No repeats. Um, Yeah, so there we go. That's cool. Um... Yeah, so I must have had this one wrong. This must be not the faction one. Uh, because obviously I don't see um, that thing I said. Maybe that's the next month. Alright, then there is a WWE microphone cup set. Two, There's two cups. One of them has a regular WWE microphone. And the other one has a uh, Enzo Amore looking microphone on it. So there we go. Cup, couple cups couple haters right isn't that the thing yeah and then we got a stone cold steve austin slam star let's see one of one no one one oh, 17 plus what? What, is, what the heck is this all right luclate adult collectible not a toy interesting 17 plus on the side i wonder what that means uh, WWE Slam Stars is a new collector figure series created by fans for fans. The debut collecting designed by Brian Beatty of the Cl- Creation Crib 
celebrates the iconic WWE superstars of the Attitude Era. And this is the first one. I don't know if there's going to be more. Uh, it just comes in a box. I don't know if I'm going to open this up or not. But for now, I'm just going to leave it as is. And then there's a book in here. A Slam Crate Masters of the Mic, Volume 1. It's a little bit of a book, and it has it talks about Steve Austin. It talks about The Rock, John Cena, Chris Jericho, Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, Dusty Rhodes, The Miz, and Kevin Owens. Oh, and Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, a bunch of people. Um, little book. Looks like kind of cool, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold says so. Masters of the Mic. So I guess the Masters of the Mic was the theme here. I, I guess the next one must be Factions. And then there's another um, one of those, um, uh, I guess they're pins, belt belt pins. Um, this one is the Universal Championship. And then we got a little poster. Uh, it tells you what you get. So you got the Austin little uh, slam star thing. You get the book. You get the cups you get the Fowler Ben Finn Balor t-shirt which doesn't really fit the theme so much of Masters of the Mic but yeah it is what it is I guess um yeah the pen and then the poster is of the rock team Brant so would have thought it would have been out would have been Austin but it's the rock and then we got Alexa Bliss interview thingy in here and then there's the triple h oh okay now entering the ring the next wwe slam stars collector figure only available in stables wwe slam crate is the next one so there's um i guess it's the similar to the austin thing i just got one of triple h stables so I was wrong about the DX thing because it looks like this is more evolution than DX, but and it's also not one of those other things I got before. It's the new thing with the Austin. So that's next time, which will be July, right? So if it's May now and I get them every two months, they'll be July. All right, you know, not a, not a ton of stuff in this box per se, but. Um, Certainly some cool stuff, and, um, yeah, and the Finn Balor t-shirt, I mean, that's worth it pretty much alone, right? Almost. Um, and then the cups, you could always use a set of cups, right? And eventually, if, you know, I decide to do something with these figures, that could be a nice little display pieces or whatever they're called adult collectibles or whatever that means um all right so that's gonna do it for that um what's happening now all right so moving on we have um WWE Backlash. And you might be saying to yourself, wait, wasn't there a Backlash last September? Yeah, I guess they there was a Backlash, and then they decided to move it up to May. Because it's Backlash after Payback after WrestleMania. 
So there's WrestleMania, and then there's Payback, and then there's Backlash from the Payback. Well, not really, though, because it's SmackDown versus Raw, but Randy Orton was, and Kevin Owens were both on Payback, so. Here's the backlash from the payback. I don't know. Anyways, um, all right. So, yeah, let's let's talk about it. Um, so that's Sunday night. Uh, the pre-show. We got Ty Dillinger, the Perfect Ten. Ty Dillinger taking on Aiden English, who is now working singles because his tag team partner got let go, and um, he's singing for some reason. I think I guess that's what he did in NXT prior to the VOD villains. Maybe I don't know. It's not interesting. It's not going to get him a win. Ty Dillinger is winning this match. Perfect 10. You'd think that since he's the perfect 10, he'd win by count once in a while, but... To my knowledge, he hasn't really done that. He's no berserker, is what my point is. Alright, so then moving on to the main card, we have Luke Harper taking on Eric Rowan. And uh, we're still kind of Wyatt, but we're not, so we don't know what we're doing. So let's just fight each other uh, type of match. Uh, Eric Rowan won their match they had a couple weeks ago on SmackDown, so that means Luke Harper is going to win this one. I, I guarantee it. Alright, moving on, we have... Sami Zayn taking on Baron Corbin. Um, uh, this one's just kind of like, uh, we have don't really have anything for these two guys, so let's just have them fight. That's what it seems like. It's just like, oh wait, we're, we're, these guys aren't fighting anyone. Uh, Alright, well, let's just have them fight each other. Baron Corbin beat up Sami Zayn for talking smack about him. Literally talking smack on talking smack about him. And then, um, yeah, so. I think Baron Corbin's going to win. Just because I think he might move up a little bit to be the next challenger, possibly. We'll see. All right. Next up, we have the um, a women's six ladies tag match. We got Naomi, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch taking on the welcoming committee, as they're called. Natalia, Tamina, and uh, Carmella. James Ellsworth, which is just weird name because they're welcoming, they're only welcoming Charlotte, and Tamina just came back too, so they're welcoming Tamina too? Confusing. In any event, I think Naomi, Charlotte, and Becky are going to win, but there's going to be some, uh, there's going to be some tension between Naomi and Charlotte, because I feel like that's going to happen soon too, again, or whatever, I don't know. Alright, moving on, we have the debut, the in-ring debut of Shinsuke Nakamura taking on Dolph Ziggler. I mean, Nakamura's winning this. I, there's just, I, I don't, I don't see the point. I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know how he wouldn't win it. Like, there's no, there's no reason, like, that would be like one of the dumbest things ever if he didn't win. Like, I just wouldn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, alright, moving on, we have the, uh, tag titles with the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, taking on Breezango, the Fashion Police, uh, Tyler Breeze and Fandango. Um, 
you know, Brizango had kind of been a throwaway thing up until recently. Um, you know, so, you know, the, there hasn't been much going on in the tag division, I'll be honest. Like, American Alpha has disappeared altogether, pretty much. Um, and, you know, whoever's fighting, you know, if, you know the Usos really haven't fought much either. Uh, but uh, I feel like Brizango fights once a week and they'll fight Ascension or Colognes or whoever. Um, but I don't think I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna pull the trigger are they though? maybe they will you know what I'm going Brizango just cause the Usos have had them so many times and like what do they I don't know what they bring to the table at this point they're fine. They're a good team. Just I don't know what they... They're not bringing anything new to the table. Brizango's through the Fashion Files thing they've been doing recently. They're at least interesting. They bring something different and something new. Which will be fun for a month and then they'll lose them to someone else. Or back to Usos. Um, Alright, next up we got Kevin Owens defending the uh, United States Championship. The United States of America, because he's the face of America now. Championship taking on AJ Styles. Um, I mean... It's your co-main right here. I mean, this probably is the main event, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this... I don't know. I mean, they just just had Owens lose the title and win it back against Jericho. Are they then just going to turn around and have him lose to AJ Styles? He's the face of America. He's been doing this shtick for not very long. They even made t-shirts already. Um, does AJ just win it? I don't think so. I think Kevin Owens is going to win some... So by some uh, nefarious means, and keep the title for at least until the next pay per view or something. Um, and then finally, the main event of the evening, as it were, I suppose, for the WWE Championship, we got Randy Orton defending against Jinder Mahal, who will be have the Singh brothers at ringside. <sighs> Jinder Mahal, who a month ago was getting embarrassed by Rob Gronkowski and beaten by Mojo Raleigh, who isn't even sniffing any anywhere near the pay-per-view despite winning the uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Cup uh, suplex trophy of doom, uh, which, uh, I mean, the only reason he won that is so they could get Rob Gronkowski, I think. I mean, he might as well just had Rob Gronkowski win it, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, I, I don't see Jinder Mahal. Like, I I mean, they could do it. They could do it. The WWE Network just launched in India. I get it. Even though Jinder Mahal, I believe, is from Toronto. Um, or actually, or where is he from? I mean, obviously he's of, obviously of Indian. No, he's actually from Calgary. Awesome. He went to the University of Calgary. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously he has Indians. He's of Indian descent, but yes, he's Canadian. Face of face of India. He's the face of India from Calgary. Um, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Canada? Did I say Canada? Yes, he's from Canada. <laughs> no, I, I I'm not buying it. Randy Orton's winning. He's, he's, yeah, he's keeping it. I think he'll go on maybe to fight, like, Corbin. And eventually, I think, 
either Orton, uh, sorry, either, either Owens, I think eventually either Owens or Styles takes it off him maybe at SummerSlam. Although they do have Money in the Bank coming up, and I believe that's a SmackDown pay-per-view, so whoever wins the Money in the Bank could win it from him too. Yeah, but I don't see him losing it to Junior Mall. All right. All right, then uh, I'm going to go through this real quick. Um, i going to try to keep this one a little bit little bit uh, shorter than last couple. But uh, we got a UFC fight night. And despite my doing very well last time, last weekend in my UFC predictions, I don't really know much of anything about these this group of um, fighters as it is a fight night on Fox Sports 1 and not... A pay-per-view, as it were. Next one is 212, but we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. Um, so we got we got the Fight Pass preliminary card, which got two. Then they have the preliminary card on Fox Sports 1, which has four. And the main card on also on Fox Sports 1, which has six, which is weird. But I don't really stand the point of having a preliminary card on the same station as the main card. Because isn't that just the card? Like, I don't, I don't quite get that. Alright, let's start off with the preliminary card that's on the fight pass. We have Marcin Held, Tignan Demir, Hadzavik in a lightweight battle. I'm going to go with Marcin here, Held. Held. Uh, next up, we have in a, another lightweight battle? In another uh, battle of the lightweights. No, it's a welterweight. I'm, I apologize. Darren Till. Taking on Jessen Arian. I'm going to go Darren Till. Darren Till. We see you later. <laughs> um, uh, this is, this. Uh, by the way, like I said, I think prior, earlier in the thing, this is taking place on Sunday, May 28th. So, the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend, as you're barbecuing and uh, whatever, you can turn on FX or uh, Fox Sports 1 and watch some UFC fighting or whatever. Or, I don't know if it's on FX now or or not. It might be. But, all right, moving on. We got Liko Musak, Musaki versus Bojan Melikovic in a welterweight battle. I'm going to go with Bo- Bojan. Bojan. All right, next up, we got... Oh, now we're on the preliminary card on F- Fox Sports. We got 2B, TBD, who's always pretty good. TBD. Now, to be determined, taking on Joaquin Silva. Uh, apparently, uh, Marbeck Tezmove was supposed to fight Silva, but had to pull out. So now they don't know whether they're going to have a um, someone take this place or reschedule it. But for now, it's still listed... I'm going to go with Sylvie either way. So, take that for what it is. Uh, Alright, next up. That's a lightweight bout. Next up in a middleweight bout, we got Trevor Smith taking on Chris Camozzi. I'm going to go with Trevor Smith. Alright, next up, we got a bantamweight between Pedro... Munoz versus Damien Stasiak. Ah, you gotta go Stasiak, man. Damien Stasiak. 
Alright, moving on to the main card, which is also on Fox Sports 1. We got a welterweight battle between Oliver Enkamp and Nordine Taleb. Taleb? Taleb? Either way. Um, I'm going to go with Oliver Enkamp. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got a middleweight battle between Jack Herm Hermanson and Alex Nicholson. I'm going to go with Alex Nicholson. I didn't even say Alexa. That's weird. Apparently she heard Alex wrong. Alright. <laughs> Next up we have... Um, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan versus Amari Akhmedov. I'm going to go with Amari Akhmedov. Alright, that that was a uh, welterweight battle. In another welterweight battle, we have uh, Peter Sabata. Sabata. Not to be confused with Peter Sabota. Sabota? Wait, who was the other guy? Well, whatever. Peter Sabota taking on Ben Saunders. Um, you can go with Ben Saunders. Uh, next up, we got Volkan Ozemdemir versus Misha Kirkunov. I'm going to go with Misha. Yeah. Um, and that was a light heavyweight battle. And then finally, in the main event of the evening, in a light heavyweight battle, we have Alexander Gustafsson versus Glover Teixeira. Um, I am going to go with Glover Teixeira. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right pick, but he's coming off of a win against Jared uh, Kanier at uh, UFC 208. Um, def You know, after losing to Anthony Rumble Johnson at UFC 202. Um, but whatever. Uh, Alexander Gustafson, um, he is coming off a win, uh, against, uh, Jan Blakovitz back in, um, last September in, uh, Fight Night after losing to Cormier and Rumble Johnson previous to that. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with Glover Teixeira, and that's gonna do it. So, hopefully I do well. All right, so uh, that's going to do it uh, for that, for UFC Fight Night 209, or 109, sorry, on FX Sports or Fox Sports or whatever it's called. All right, so, um, yeah, we got stuff coming up this weekend. We got, you know, uh, takeovers should be fun, the boxing match, got the Preakness, got Backlash. I'm going to see Metallica at Gillette Stadium tomorrow night. If you're going, if you're going to Gillette Stadium tomorrow... The 19th, let me know. Hit me up. We'll meet up in tailgate, maybe. Have a few brewskis, listen to some tunes. Should be fun. And then heading off to see Bush at the uh, Brighton Music Hall on Sunday. That should be fun. Plus, we got a couple Celtics games, which I'll be watching. Hopefully, I'll get to watch Sunday night's game. 
Um, Saturday, Friday night's game, I don't think I'll see any of. Uh, some, you know, then I'll... Depending on that goes, I'll see how much I watch of Backlash. That could be, that could be a rough couple games, I'll be honest. After, after what happened last night. Yeah. Um, and uh, one last thing, speaking of rough. Some sad news in the music world today. Uh, Chris Cornell was found dead um, late last night, I guess, um, after his show in Detroit. He um, apparently hung himself in his hotel room. Uh, I don't know why. No one knows why. I don't know if there was uh, any sort of um, note or, or anything. Uh, I guess he played the show in Detroit. He was very off, according to people at the show. He was missing a lot of cues and didn't seem to have a lot of energy and and uh, was acting a little erratic, as it were. No, you know, no, 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 no. Act. Not sure if he was on anything or anything like that. But uh, yeah, it's too bad. It's unfortunate. Um, um, you know, uh, I guess, I guess, and then the last song he closed on, they did Slaves and Bulldozers as they usually do as their closer, but they did a little, uh, tag on the end, um, and they did a little bit of a cover, which they've done before, I guess, this wasn't like anything new, but they hadn't done it in a few days, I guess they'd done it previously on the tour, but not, uh, necessarily in in the last few shows leading up to this, but they did a cover of Led Zeppelin's In My Time of Dying. So, yeah, obviously it was on his mind, and, um, he did it, so no, no reason, no, 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 no reason as to why, you know, I guess he just wasn't happy with himself or his life or whatever, I don't know, it's too bad, unfortunate, and, uh, unfortunate now, I mean, um, you know, you take a look at that Seattle scene back in the early 90s, you know, you had, Obviously, Allison Chains and Pearl Jam and uh, Soundgarden and, and Nirvana, of course. And uh, Eddie Vedder is the only lead singer of those bands left. And, you know, you want to throw Stone Top Pilots in there. I know they they weren't technically Seattle, but they were definitely in that grunge era. Um, you know, St- Scott Weiland's gone, too. Um, and, uh, yeah, and even Pearl Jam, as, as it were, of themselves were created because of a lead singer dying and Andy Wood um and of course that led to Temple of the Dog which Chris Cornell was heavily involved with but uh of course now he's the one saying hello to heaven so it's an unfortunate set of events and I don't you know you don't know you know you never know with that stuff it's it's unfortunate and and sad but uh you know listen to some Gat Soundgarden and Audio Slave and some of his solo stuff this weekend and just remember him for the music he gave. I saw him once uh, for sound. He played with Soundgarden. Uh, then they reunion tour back in 2011. Uh, they played uh, Twitter, uh, the Tweeter Center, as I called it, um, Xfinity Center, Comcast Center, whatever it was, down in Mansfield. Um, yeah, so I got to see him once perform. He he was really good that night. I was actually surprised. You know, they played a good amount of the older stuff, and I didn't know if he could still hit those high notes like he used to be able to, but uh, he did, and he was good. Uh, but, you know, that was six years ago at this point, so a lot can change in six years, and clearly something did. Um, so RIP, Chris Cornell, and uh, we'll check you next time. So make, make sure to subscribe and on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Leave a review. Give me five stars. Hit up the blog at razorator.blogspot.com. 
Hit me up at Twitter at Razor Vader. Let me know what you let, let me know what your favorite Soundgarden song was. You know, I mean, I, to be honest, you know, I, I you know the first first album obviously I heard of them was Bad Motorfinger. You know, so Outshine was probably the first song I had heard of them, but Rusty Cage and, and Jesus Christ Pose off that album were good, and, and Slaves and Bulldozers was obviously a fan favorite of theirs. Not critically, or like it wasn't a big hit or anything, but a lot of people loved, loved that song. And then obviously when Super Unknown came out, and they blew up. You had Black Hole Sun, Spoon Man, Day I Tried to Live, Fell in Black Days, uh, My Wave. You know, you know, it's it's... You go, you look, you listen back on that album, and I haven't, but you know, I've heard it, you know, enough times to know. There's a lot of, a lot of darkness in that album. Uh, you know, Black Hole Sun, Day I Tried to Live, um, Fell on Black Days. Like, it's, it's not like happy, happy subject matter, you know, and a lot of that grunge era stuff wasn't. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, and, and a lot of, a lot of the guys got into drugs and stuff, and obviously Kurt took his own life. Lane Staley died of a drug overdose, which might as well have taken his own life, I guess. Um, and uh, now Chris Cornell, and I don't know if he was doing drugs or anything. I know he had had some problems with drugs, but not to the extent that Lane Staley or Kurt Cobain had had. Um, but, yeah. It's unfortunate, and um, we'll take you out on a little, uh, little Chris Cornell, and we'll see you next time.